What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lauder. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? I've had two flapjacks today, Connor. <laughs> two whole flapjacks? Two flapjacks. See, I was on the way into work and I hadn't had breakfast. So I stopped in mm. a shop and I thought, yeah. what'll fill me now to lunchtime? Mm. Obvious answer, flapjack. And and are you going to be bringing this anecdote into dinner parties and, and speeches and that such? or what? Oh, I've or? already thrown out all my other anecdotes. <laughs> This will be your opening line in your stand-up routine. Or when they invite you to Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) When I get my honorary doctorate, this is what I'll say. You just, like, stand up in front of all the people. Today, I had two flapjacks. And you are all graduating. Fair play to you, lads. Talk to us after. You can all go home now. I know you all want to have some flapjacks as well. They're delicious. (laughs) I gotta stand outside. There's one for everyone in the audience. (laughs) Just fucking flapjacks of people. (laughs) They're so crumbly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is weird news, Sean. What do we do here other than talk about flapjacks? Yeah, not much, to be honest. No, but to you be honest with you, that is a lot of the content. <laughs> it's 90% of our chats. Um, you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and you're about to read them all out to me. Now, the thing here is, I've not heard any of these weird news no. stories. I've been too busy having some... I've been too busy flapping some jacks. You've been too busy flapping jacks. You're, you're, you're the size of a mountain. We've done 103 episodes. You've eaten so many flapjacks. Oh, I'm just made of oats at this point. <laughs> we have to roll you out of the studio. <laughs> just, he's, he's more flapjack than man. He keeps thinking they're healthy, but they're not healthy. <laughs> yeah, he keeps having the chocolate ones. They're not healthy, Sean. He spreads Nutella on them. <laughs> It adds to the moisture. <laughs> so dry otherwise. It's like eating muesli. <laughs> um, so this is Weird News, Sean. And we are starting this week with a story that I think is designed for us. And that is why we are starting with it. Because I couldn't wait one second longer to tell you about this hero. Okay. I have. Hang on a second. Go up. See? You could wait a second longer, oh, so Damn it. Damn you. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, hang on a second. I want you to meet. I want you to meet a lady in California, a sixty-seven-year-old woman who saved her friend's life. That Ooh. lady's nickname, Lady Ninja, the sixty-seven-year-old who beat up a man attacking her friend and saved her life. What a hero! First of all, <laughs> yeah. second. That's literally that's a t- that's a comic book character right there, Lady yes. Ninja. Yeah, we did. We've covered a hero called Madame Fatal, who's an old, who's a guy in his twenties who dressed up as an old woman and punched people. Not as cool as a sixty-seven-year-old actual woman attacking people. Yeah, what's the context for the attack? I'm sure it's not just out of the blue. Well, Sean, her martial arts skills may not be quite what they once were, but still. You don't mess with Lady Ninja. Attorneys say. Attorneys say that's a lesson a California man learned painfully after he began shoving around her 82 year old friend at a Fontana apartment building last week. Shoving her around? Yes. Okay, like, you don't shove 80 year olds around. That's not. Don't shove anyone. 
Don't, no, no, sorry. Certainly mm. don't shove anyone around. Yeah. But if you have Especially to choose a person, to children. definitely not. Push children. Children, they've, they've got more bones than us. They'll be grand. <laughs> They'll bounce right back up. It's unreal. <laughs> They're like Mr. Blobby. Do you remember as a kid, you hit the ground, you get straight back up. Kids are the same. Push them, <laughs> let's see what happens. And so this dude was just causing a hassle to an 80-year-old woman. Yeah, and, and this 67-year-old woman, Lady Ninja, said... No, no, no. Said not in my house. <laughs> not in my house, who I don't live here. But not in my apartment building. Uh, is there... Look, and I don't mean to be, hmm. you know, influenced by 80s movies at all, Connor. Yeah. But was John there... Con- Van Damme is not here, though. No. Okay, but was there a Mr. <laughs> Miyagi kind of situation going on here? That... In my head, she is Mr. Miyagi, yes. <laughs> yeah, that this lady is just a secret badass. Who's just quietly going about her day, but every so often she wins a karate tournament with an illegal kick to the head. Every car she's ever owned is shited like a fuck. Like, like you can't even see, it's like the sun. Garden, free of leaves. <laughs> um, the woman's 67-year-old friend, Lorenza Marujo, jumped into the fray. <laughs> and uh, at the time so Marujo who likes to be called Lin- Lady Ninja and has a black belt in jiu-jitsu said she was in her third floor apartment on Monday when she heard screams coming <laughs> from her neighbour's unit and went to investigate she jumped out of the window and onto your man <laughs> <laughs> no so it's coming from one of the following apartments so beside her Oh, right, okay. I thought yeah. like, this was on the ground floor it was happening. Oh, she, like, spider monkeyed onto his back. No. Um, <laughs> the, she, the, the friend is in an apartment probably next door. This 82-year-old woman, this 67-year-old woman, they're probably good pals. Maybe they go to the shops together. She's, yeah. she's at home, and she hears her friend screaming next door. Um, there, she said, she found a man. After she left her apartment, she found a man attacking her 82-year-old friend, Elizabeth McRae. Now, Marujo, she didn't like that, Sean. She didn't like that one bit. Can't imagine she'd stand for that at all. No, she only stands at four foot ten. What? (laughs) What? And and weighs about 100 pounds. But in that moment, she didn't even hesitate to mix it up with the younger man who was about 5'11 and 180 pounds. Fucking hell, this dude is nearly twice her weight and a good head taller than her. <laughs> um, she apparently walked over and this is when we talked to her. And she says, I had to bend his fingers back to get him Ooh. off her. <clears throat> oh, God. Good start. Good start. Attack the yeah. fingers, then they can't throw any punches. She told the press enterprise of Riverside he was screaming because that's one of my techniques. The bent fingers. She's developed her own style. <laughs> one of her techniques. How many times has this happened? Uh, like, at least once before, sure. Yeah. I don't think, if you're if you're into a fight, I don't think your first move is the finger bend unless you've done that before because it's so specific. Mm. That you know, oh, this will shut this down quickly. It, it's either a finger bend or Sean Connery, James Bond, karate chop, right to the beside their neck. Somehow oh, knocks them out. Judo chop, yeah. Ju- yeah if you judo chop someone, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like, ah, oh, there's nerve clusters there, James. Just fucking karate <laughs> chop them. 
<laughs> and he's fucking half pissed. He's like, yeah, all right, cool. Um, so she goes straight in for the fingers. This this dickhead, like this man is clearly a scumbag attacking this 82-year-old woman. And this woman walks out of her apartment and is just like, no, not in my place. So she walks over, immediately begins ripping the man's fingers back, which, to be fair, it doesn't matter how tall you are. If you have finger control, <laughs> you have a lot of control over someone. Oh, you, like, you, you you do, it's in your hands at that point, the situation. Literally. Literally uh, both of his bones, of his fingers, because you broke them clean off. Mm. But, yeah, and presumably this dude thinks that he's unstoppable. Well, I mean, he's in a fight with an 82-year-old woman. First of all, dickhead move. Secondly, he sees her 67, nearly 70-year-old friend walk up. He's thinking, could probably take the two of them. Yeah, he didn't count on Lady Ninja, though. He <laughs> didn't count on Lady Ninja. And then she follows that up with her first technique, because that's one of my techniques, the bend fingers. And he said, she says he was screaming when she did this. So he's already screaming. When, when this is occurring but then she says the line and I think this is just this might be the best interview line an old woman has ever given when she does kung fu <laughs> she says then I went boom boom with my elbow twice into his sternum repeatedly fuck me <laughs> then I went boom boom with my elbow twice into his sternum that's that's like I'm, try, I'm trying to imagine you can get some force with the elbow dude yeah, like so she's she's walked up, ripped back his fingers, and then bang, bang, twice elbowed him into the sternum. But that's amazing, because she clearly knows the limits of herself, because a lot of times if you punch someone hard enough, you can end up damaging your own hand. Yeah. But you're a lot less likely to break your elbow on someone. Mm. So she's like, oh, how to, how to best hurt this man. And if you do, like, a 360 on the first one, you get a serious, like... I don't know Voltage Velocity oh, the, mo- the momentum Just carries <laughs> the momentum. through him there. You do a 360 You get that elbow Into the sternum He is out I imagine she has Like a Terminator Kill mode view In her eyes <laughs> And she's just Picking out weak points <laughs> Cause Cause All we can get from this Is that she must be Some sort of like Trained assassin From when she was Like in her 20s yeah, black belt in jujitsu is like no small feat to achieve. No, they don't just give you that. Yeah, really have to fuck some people up. No, I've asked and they just refuse. <laughs> Come on, please. Guys, my pants keep falling down. <laughs> I want a black belt. My, my pants. Um, the San Bernardino County Jail record showed Donald Robert Prestwood, 59, was in jail Wednesday for investigation of elder abuse, of course. Um, and Jenny Venzer said authorities are continuing to investigate and it's possible he could face additional charges, which is good. No court date was immediately scheduled and it it wasn't immediately known if Prestwood had retained an attorney. Shortly before the attack, Marujo said Prestwood, who once lived in the same apartment building as the two women, had shown up at her place, appearing intoxicated and saying he was looking for his girlfriend. She said she chased him away with a baseball bat the first time around. Fuck, she's a badass in her own right. Yeah, oh no, this this is Marujo. So this is the this is Lady Ninja. Oh, sorry, you didn't refer to by Lady Ninja. So I apologise. Yes, so her her actual name um, is Lorenza Marujo, and right, so her nickname sorry. is Lady Ninja. So Prestwood turns up to her apartment first of all, and he's like, "I'm looking for my girlfriend." 
she, he's clearly drunk. She chases him away with a baseball bat. Then a few minutes later, she hears the screams of her friend next door. <clears throat> yeah, and that's when she, that's when she enters kill mode. Oh yeah, Marujo, who once worked as a security guard. I mean, yes, <laughs> makes sense. Fucking uh, in California. <laughs> Said she began studying martial arts nearly 45 years ago for personal protection. Fucking hell, so she's a lifetime of training. <laughs> Still, she complained after the attack that she wasn't as sharp in battle as she could have been. <laughs> in my prime, that man would be dead. <laughs> he would have no legs. I would have somehow kicked his legs off. I would have punched him in the back of the face. <laughs> I would have I would have given him a heart punch and just like taken out his heart. This <laughs> is like a Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> um, she says, I'm getting rusty in places. Adding she would have done more damage if she had been a bit better prepared for the fight. That's amazing. You give her 24 hours. <laughs> and she'll bring you a body. Doesn't matter <laughs> whose. She's going to bring you somebody's. Oh yeah, and they'll deserve it because she fights for good, Lady Ninja. Yeah, so to be fair, the police said they were impressed, but they also said, like, it's much safer to call them and let the professionals handle things, but I don't think they could have handled this better than she did. No, I don't, like, uh, I don't think this will be happening again, put it that way. <laughs> no. Um, so it says that uh, she jumped into the fray and with a swift ki- qu- kick here, a finger-bending manoeuvre there, and a couple of solid elbow smashes to the sternum, it was all over in ten seconds. <laughs> And your man presumably just did not know what had happened to him. <laughs> Police arrived to find him on the floor with one of Marujo's knees on his neck and the other on his chest. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they arrived into this, I can only assume, like, scene of horror as this old lady has fucked this man up. <laughs> and they said, sir, are you okay? <laughs> like at at one point, like he's he's punching an old lady, or he's punch pushing an old lady, and like he's clearly thinking, oh, "I'm the big man, I'm the big man." He sees a seventy-year-old lady walk into the room. Ten seconds pass, and he somehow is knocked unconscious. No, he suddenly wakes up with this woman's ne- neck, or <laughs> this woman's knee on her his neck, and her other knee on his chest, and he's very very. I would say qualified for a concussion. I would say he's fairly dizzy at this point. Oh yeah, and like all of his fingers are broken. <laughs> fingers broken. Like he is just in a bad way. Like what do you think he thought when he first woke up? Probably ow. Yes. Uh like again, he's an absolute coward who got his come up and so yeah. like this is one of the best stories when you have a dickhead who Gets absolutely just done by the most oh. unlikely of sources. Yeah, just gets everything he deserves, like. Should Lady Ninja start up her own training academy? Maybe have another karate kid situation here? I mean, like I would I would go to that dojo if I mm. if I were allowed, you know, yeah. if I passed her rigorous tests. Oh I say yeah, she would have seriously rigorous tests. Like you'd be doing push ups over candles. Oh yeah, like and she'd break all your fingers and make you do finger pull-ups and shit like that. <laughs> if you feel pain, you cannot be a ninja. That is just rule one. 
<laughs> Rule number two, rake the leaves. Just rake Seriously, the leaves. no, those leaves are actually going to build up. It, it is autumn, to be fair. It, it is it autumn. Is, look at all these trees. Look at yeah, all these trees. Come on, they're falling all over the place. It's October. It's not fucking July, right? Get your Focusing. shit together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this 67-year-old karate expert just absolutely... I mean, fucked up is a term that I think is appropriate here. She just Absolutely. fucked him up. And he deserved it. And deserved we have another second. hero to add to our growing roster. Yes. Um, would you have uh, Lady Ninja versus that old man who fought the shark for his nephew? Or his Ooh. grandson? I, uh, I think... This is, sorry, by the way, this is an early story that we did on the show where a granddad, uh, his grandson was in the sea, this grandson gets bitten by a shark, he go, he runs into the sea, saves the grandson, gets him onto an ambulance, and then turns around and runs back into the ocean to fight the shark. Like that, he's the wild card. <laughs> I think if we wanted like a Superman Wonder Woman scenario, I think yeah. I'd pair her with that 70 year old MMA fighter who got mugged. Oh yeah, and she, the two of them would just absolutely just—I don't know—they would cause havoc to anybody. They would clean house. It would be amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is a former Austin Library employee is accused of stealing one point three million dollars in printer toner. Print what? Yes, toner. Why? why? Like just the toner cartridge? Why? Just the what is toner, toner cartridge? <laughs> Toner is I miss is it that the ink that goes into the uh, printers like those mass printers? I might be surely, completely wrong. Surely you'd call that ink though. Surely you call that ink. Maybe what is toner? Does anyone know? If you're a a, a, a printer technician. If you're a printer. If you're a printer, <laughs> fucking let us know what toner is. <laughs> fucking beep boop over to Twitter and let us know. So how did he steal it exactly? Did he like siphon it like petrol? So, <laughs> city auditors in Austin, Texas, say a former public library employee fraudulently bought $1.5 million in printer toner, stole at least $1.3 million worth, and then sold it online. Um, <laughs> oh my god. That's a, that's a pretty extravagant way to make your money. It's such a, like, it's such... Because it, the place I used to work, we'd often get toner cartridges delivered, and again, don't know what it does, mm. but... They're bulky enough that I imagine one point two million dollars worth. It's hard to hide. This was not over one night. I will say, this oh, was over show- many years. Oh, okay. He didn't just yes. get Amazon Prime to his house. No, he didn't. Others <laughs> got a tip in March of last year that Randall White whited, and um, it's white and then a D at the end. It's I don't think it's white head. Whited. With it? With Eid? <laughs> Randall isn't with it anymore. Uh, Randall <laughs> Whited uh, was storing the stolen printer toner in his garage until he could sell it, according to the 72-page report. Uh, Whited was an accounting associate for the public library and was responsible for making and approaching purchases, cash receipts, billing and other accounting transactions, the report says. Stellar. Um, stellar, a real stand-up guy. Um, the report also said White had had access to 10 library credit cards and put at least $18,000 on them to buy items that appeared to be per- for personal use, including video games, virtual reality headsets, robotic vacuums, and a drone. All necessary for library work, <laughs> I'll have you know. It gets stressful in the office. 
Fucking, what if you need a book on the top shelf? Ladders are dangerous. Get the drone out. Get the drone out and the robotic vacuum is cleaning up the room as it's going along. He's picking up all the crumbs from the books. (laughs) From the flapjacks. From the flapjacks. I told you, it all comes back to flapjacks. (laughs) Uh, The report said auditors reviewed a sampling of receipts, purchase orders and the other supporting documents and found multiple examples of inadequate records. Um, The libraries also, including some that were altered or showed his home as the shipping address for the toad. You're not not even trying there, are you? (laughs) Wait till you hear how dumb this man's plan was. The library's poor practices and procedures provided an opportunity for White to steal from the city during his tenure, leading to waste and overspending by the department. So, the report found evidence that White had purchased at least $1.5 million in printer toner between October 2007 and July of last year. Wow, that is... Since 2007 he's been pulling this. Yes. That is the long con, my friend. Auditors estimated that the library system would have only needed about $150,000 worth of toner over that period of time. Do you know what? <laughs> That's still more than I would have guessed. Yeah, it's still a lot of toner, toner, whatever toner I, is. <laughs> I would have said like 10 grand would cover your toner needs. I suppose, but toner's a bit expensive. You get it in bulk. That's well, you. He certainly did. He, he certainly did get it in bulk. <laughs> Based on our, on our analysis of purchases and actual toner needs, it appears White had stole more than $1.3 million worth of toner. <laughs> to sell on? <laughs> to sell on, yes. But what, like, what's the toner market like that there has to be a black market it's for? It's hot. The toner market is, it's a hot market. It is absolutely popping. Oh, now, Connor. Yeah. Toner is a powder mixture used in laser printers and photocopiers to form the printed text and images on the paper. In Mm. general, through a toner cartridge. So what happens, Connor, and this is fascinating, right? Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) these, These little particles of powder are put onto the page and then melted onto the paper. And that's what gives you your print. So when I said it was ink... I'm not right, but it's close enough. It's look, in many ways it's like ink, but not. <laughs> right. I'm even more confused. Uh imagine if this podcast was toner. Yeah. A successful podcast would be ink. Oh geez, we're very close. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly there. <laughs> Um, so the report said that White had visited a toner reseller's website on his work computer on at least five occasions and at least five and others found a spreadsheet detailing shipments to another reseller on his work machine also and it was called stolen toner (laughs) all caps do not look inside if you're not me he had a hidden on a folder in his desktop named Homework. <laughs> that spreadsheet showed that White had sent 60 packages to, to that toner reseller over a four-day four day period in October of 2017. The toner reseller confirmed they received shipments from him in the past, but did not provide payment records to our office. As a result, we could not determine how much White had profited from the sales at that time. But it could be... An awful lot if he's selling them in 60 packages. Yeah, and like, presumably everyone buying them just thinks 
Oh, it's from a guy who has a lot of toner. Yeah. Um, also, this is my favourite paragraph in the whole story. Uh, library staff, where he worked, said that White had often volunteered to deliver printer toner to other branch libraries, even though that was other employees' jobs. <laughs> Oh, he's so caring, you know, he'll really go above and beyond. Honestly, lads, I'll do it. It's it's not out of my way. It's like 20 miles the wrong direction from your house. Ah, uh, look. look it's 20 miles that way anyway. where I'm not supervised by cameras, you know, that's just the way I look at things. Did I say not supervised by cameras? I meant on the open road. I just love driving, Tom. I, I meant free to do whatever I please. Sorry. But I meant breaking the law. Wait, no, I didn't mean that. I meant driving again, Tom. Now give me the keys to the Lambo there. <laughs> go on there now, go on. Um, the branches told others that they had very little toner on hand and several had not even received any deliveries in months. So he'd just been saying, y'all deliver that and then didn't deliver it to anywhere. See, it sounds like he let it slip in the last few months and that's what did him in. If he's been there since 2007, he got too big. Yeah, he thought he could get away. He thought, no one's using toner. Mm. Little did he know Toner is one of the biggest markets in the world, apparently. Uh, in the, apparently, we did not notice. The report said that Whitehead would often come to work more than half an hour before his 8am shift, even though his supervisor told him not to because there was insufficient supervision in the early mornings. <laughs> no, I don't mind that at all, sir. <laughs> no, seriously, don't come. There's no cameras. They don't turn on until 8 o'clock. We are very, like, it's it's worrisome how little uh, supervision you would have. I completely understand. I'll be there. No, no, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. We want to keep an eye on you. So come at your 8am. You start at 8, come in at 8. No bother, I'll be there a bit early. Um, how early? Oh, half an hour. Half, hour, half six? <laughs> half six, um, half five? Like I'll stay overnight, I'll stay overnight. I don't mind. <laughs> I'll sleep here, I'll watch it. I'll make sure nobody else steals our toner. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the security guard now. <laughs> it said security camera footage even showed him taking what appeared to be toner boxes from his office and putting them in his vehicle outside. In a statement attached to the report, Director of Libraries, Roosevelt Weeks, which is... That is a library what? name if I ever heard one. <laughs> Roosevelt Weeks um, said the library started taking steps to prevent fraud in response to the audit. He said the library has implemented new rules for purchasing and documentation recently. And this is what is after catching him out. Um, and they're after t- taking more... I would say more of a closer look at the credit card system that each staff member had because they had up to 10 credit cards, weirdly. That seems um, like too many for one business. Seems too many, but this is a story of one man who stole $1.3 million worth of toner. Well, $1.5 million and made $1.3 million in profit. That's... It's too much money. It's too much toner. Uh, I can't. I honestly can't believe he got away with it for as long as he did. Like, how lax, were their syst- how lax were their systems before they updated him? <laughs> I love the bit where he's like, I'll deliver it. Lads, I know it's not my job, and I'm actually meant to be the accountant, but I'm going that way anyway. I'll drive around, put all the toner in my car, I'll drop it there to them. I'll look after that, don't you worry. That'll get where it needs to go. (laughs) Oh, that'll get somewhere. Oh, that'll get somewhere. Why are you talking like that? That'll get... What did I say? (laughs) Have I said that out loud? Fuck. Oh, no. Look, it'll get somewhere. (laughs) It'll get somewhere. Like, honestly, it'll go somewhere maybe in in the city. Maybe just outside the city. Maybe in a suburb. 
Maybe it'd be just at a house. Just in my house? Could be my house. <laughs> like, I'm not bringing them to my house. Don't be silly. But for I think example, he made that if joke, it was my house. He made that joke too many times and it became suspicious. And they were like, maybe we should check his house. <laughs> He's after making that joke four times this week. Yeah, that's that's ample cause for concern there. <laughs> um, yeah, so a man has made all that profit from Toner, and we are this. He was just thinking outside the box. I've never heard of anybody stealing Toner in my life. No, but now you have, and now you'll never think of anything else ever again. Ever again. That's all I can think of. That's all in my mindset now. Um, moving on to our next piece of weird news, and this is, I mean, this is a spooky story, Sean. We're in October. It's spooky season. And it is so, quite spooky. And I just felt like it was time to bring out the big goods because this is weird news. There's a lot of spooky, spooky things happen around this type of year. But one thing that also happens is that Poundland is starting to sell Halloween-based items. Maybe Indeed. for a cheap cost, right? Right. But I have... They've, they've sold one item that is after causing a bit of a ruckus because I have Ghost Hunter... Horrified that Poundland is selling Ouija boards for Halloween. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Now, not many. Look, if you've not listened to any of our shows that happened in October, I'm yeah. generally very skeptical of ghosts and such until it's yeah. funny for me to believe in them. No, that's, but I believe. Delight. You're a, you're a full on believer. So. <laughs> a full on believer. <laughs> well, you can't talk to him on a Ouija board yet. <laughs> Not when I'm done with him. <laughs> well, um, as, as this, okay, so a Ouija board is a, a, a toy game you that people use at parties to pretend to talk to the dead. If you yes. didn't know. Now, I want to know how f- if this person believes in ghosts, right? And that's fair enough if you do. But do you also believe that everything branded as a Ouija board is a Ouija board? That, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Because I think there's probably some logic to the idea that, oh, that's a that's a cheap knockoff. But, like, this is a proper one. And this costs, like, I don't know, £20. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure that there's... Like... I, I, I just don't think that a £1 Poundland Ouija board would be able to be... As much of a conduit for dark energy as, you know, one carved out of stone headstones or something. And if it is, the signal would have to be worse. Like, if it was just the same, then you're wasting your money on the the more expensive one. I would want the signal to be, like, a bit iffy. Oh, that's it, yeah. Like, if it's the same job for less money, like, Mm. there has to be a downside somewhere. There's no such thing as a free ghost lunch. Well, <laughs> this this is paranormal investigator, that's his job. Paul right. Masters um, has spoken of his horror at Ouija boards being sold in Poundland for Halloween. Paul Masters is a member of the True Paranormal Events UK and said he was gobsmacked that such an item was on the shelves, claiming they could release deadly demons if not handled by trained mediums at all times. He said... Ouija boards are most certainly not a toy and should not be available for kids to buy in pound shops for Halloween. Never mind adults that are not trained in how to use them. It does not matter if they are plastic or wood. If the planchette, spe- if the planchette spells the word Zeus, it is a demon trying to come true and you should not even say the name. Never mind continuing to communicate with it. 
That's right. that's his. <laughs> Sean, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> uh, just a quick Google search here has led me that Ouija is a trademark of Hasbro. <laughs> it is not. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, is this an element of oh, if if everyone uses these, then sur- s- suddenly mm. the things I do will seem ridiculous. Look, I'm all about... If you want to spend £100 on a proper Ouija board, and maybe it works, but there's no way these Poundland ones are contacting anybody. No, there's if just I was no a way. ghost, I would not fucking respond to a <laughs> no, Poundland Ouija board. You'd have to feel board. very cheap. You'd feel cheap about yourself if you're like, I'm not coming out to the fucking Ouija board from Poundland. Fuck this. Fuck this. Fucking Greg got a thousand-year-old stone tablet there not half an hour ago. <laughs> Oh, you want to talk to Granny, but you're buying a Poundland Ouija board. Well, go fuck yourself. I'll come true when you actually spend a bit of money on me. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I, am I worth that much to you? I am. <laughs> um, he says, but Paul goes on, Sean. He, he's Oh, I'm he's sure spooked. Paul goes on. <laughs> I knew you and Paul would become friends. <laughs> he says... All hell could break loose if the demon attached itself to anyone and followed them around. I think that's the movie it follows. Nasty spirits can scratch and attack people and should not be messed with as people could get seriously hurt. So I was gobsmacked when I saw that Poundland were selling these Ouija boards and was profoundly shocked and just fuming, really. So he is outraged at Poundland going through with this. Are we going to see a rise in demons this this Halloween? Is all I'm going to ask. I, like, what's the like? How much worse could it get this year? You know, <laughs> if there was a demon, that would be the fifth worst thing that happened that day. Um, yeah, like if the robot devil walks out, that's going to be class. First of all, he has a violin. Be he has cool. A violin. <laughs> and then I think this sounds like a big case of buyer's remorse. So I think mm. what's happened here is Paul has just dropped a bomb on a very expensive Ouija board. <laughs> like it's been... made of just the perfect amount of wood. It's just gorgeous. Oh, yeah, like it's made from the wood of fucking Dracula's coffin or some shit. <laughs> and he's been yeah. telling this to like his whole family. And he's just like, no, no, it was worth the 10 grand, I promise. Mm. I promise yeah. this is the only way you can properly do a Ouija You can't board. cheap out on these boards, lads. You just can't. It's impossible. You can't even make them for that cheap. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's mass production. <laughs> and also, presumably, all of his friends know that he's into all this paranormal shit. So mm. he's definitely getting a dozen of those as like gifts. Interesting you say that because he said the paranormal activity said many people and in and friends in his field are angry about it, especially because of the heightened risk on Halloween. Poundland had to release a statement saying the product is only available for over 18s, but Paul from Hull said he did not see any age limit on the product, so it's up in the air. Like, what? Fucking. <laughs> I'm just baffled by. I'm fascinated by this. I'm fascinated about where the line is drawn. Like, if I go out and make one with pieces of paper there, yeah, is Paul going to be mad at that because I've gotten a free way to summon demons? Like, I suppose. I just... Sometimes I throw in a weird news just because I think it's funny and it might anger you and it might cause a bit of conversation. This is what... I don't think this is weird news as in, like, someone's done something mental. I just think Paul here comes across as a bit insane... 
about trying to take down Poundland for Ouija boards on Halloween of all times. Fuck's sake. I just think it's a weird rock to die on, isn't it? Like, this is the thing you get up in arms about. But people are walking around with all kinds of imagery and, like, crystals are real big now. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I just think that's that's a funny one. Members of the paranormal community... And look, <laughs> that's a sentence. Have said the boards destroy people's lives, and have even claimed that the more sinister one ones can lead to people like maybe harming themselves in some way. Paul said, "I would e- we would even touch Ouija boards. We only have mediums to do that who are trained, as they are just too dangerous, and you don't know what it will entail using them. We only use glass work to communicate with the spirits in that way." <laughs> Sorry, I think that shit's a lot more open to interpretation than a load of letters on a board. <laughs> What's glasswork? Glasswork is like crystal balls and scrying mirrors and that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's worse. <laughs> At least there's a Ouija board. I might spell something. Exactly, yeah. It's not up to interpretation. <laughs> Ooh, missed. This means she fucking hates you, Karen. Fuck off. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, well, like, <laughs> I just... It's why why is there such a problem with Ouija boards? Is it because they're a toy and it brings down the tone of the spiritual conversation? I th- I think he might be mad that there's a toy. Yes. Yeah, and I like, and I don't think it's necessarily marketed to children because if you show like think of all the shit that's in Poundland at Halloween, like swords and daggers and scythes and pitchforks, and if you show that to any kid or then a load of letters on a piece of plastic, mm. what are they going to pick? Yeah, and also, Halloween is notoriously all about the kids. Like, it's all just about trick-or-treating and dressing up as something ridiculous and going around the houses. Like, Halloween and Christmas are all just about, like... And he's just, like, this dude who's... I think this is a case of they're not into it the other 364 days. They don't get to be into it that day. I'm Ah, putting in hard work here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking Santa's turned up, lads. No, it's not fair. I, I think it could be that as well I just and look it's fair enough if you really like that kind of stuff more power to you I I just think it's funny the conversations that come out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just I read that headline and I just thought that was the most ridiculous argument anyone's ever made and I just enjoy that he's taking it so seriously that like he even said on Halloween night the veil into the spirit world is very thin and people are buying these Ouija boards just for Halloween. So I de- dread to think what will happen when these boards are in the wrong hands. I mean, uh, like, like, Loki's uh, not going to get a hold of these, is he? No, but like I also think like if you look at Halloween, everyone's dressed up as demons and monsters anyway. So hmm. surely that would incur some kind of penalty. Like in this in the spiritual world, <laughs> spiritual world, maybe we don't know. To be honest with you, but yeah, Paul has had an issue with that. Now you let us know. What are your thoughts on Ouija boards? Are they good? Should they be sold for a cheaper price so the good ones are kind of less? I mean, they're they're less accessible because there's ones there for a pound instead of twenty. Yeah, can you get like a travel Ouija board like Scrabble? I'd say you could. If you put any piece, you're mad into woodwork. If you got a big plank of wood and you just engraved all the letters and numbers into it, and then I just gave you like a piece of glass, would you be able to move that around? Is that a Ouija board? 
Yeah, what? when is it a Ouija board and when is it an imitation Ouija board? <laughs> when, when is it just a plank of wood and when yeah, is it a Ouija board? I, I suppose my main question is, when does a Ouija board not work? Like, how do you fuck up a Ouija board? <laughs> There's got to be a Google image. Just You just copy that. Just copy and paste that onto any piece of, t- of cloth. Even a piece of paper. That counts, I think. Yeah, like, and so if the kids want access to Ouija boards and it, apparently anything can work as a Ouija board, what's to stop them from just getting a Sharpie and some wallpaper? Look, we'll keep you updated on this story because Please if there do. is, if, if Zeus comes up at Halloween and lots of people start passing away, I will be both shocked and also it's 2020, so I'm just kind of accepting of it. And look, when the Norse gods kill us all, I will ride with you in Valhalla. I, <laughs> I will happily accept them. I bow down to our overlords. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news And this is Drunk man has 13 year old drive him to get ice cream Charged with endangering a child Oh okay well To, to be fair He couldn't be charged with drink driving <laughs> <laughs> I'm not driving officer Come on now Come on check, now Checkmate um, Also check please Oh, oh you're, not a, you're not a waiter Okay right that's fair enough I'm very drunk My apologies garçon <laughs> Uh, Javier Martinez Aguilar, 42, of Lubbock, has been indicted on on a charge of endangering a child and criminal neglect. According to to the police report, um, last month around 6.15pm, police pulled over a vehicle for a traffic violation in the 2500 block of Avenue Q, everyone's favourite avenue. Um, the dri- the officer asked the driver for a license and proof of insurance. This is where things got hazy, as the driver of the vehicle was the ter- a thirteen year old, <laughs> and told the officers she did not have a license. <laughs> Fair fucks to her for answering. <laughs> I love the fact that like they knock, they walk up knocking the window, they're like shine the torch, license and registration please, and it's just like I'm literally I have homework to get done. I really need to get back. Honest to God, it's clearly a child. License and registration, please. (laughs) Did I fucking stutter? (laughs) Give me your fucking license. Um, (laughs) She told him her age. The officer asked why she was driving. She said she was driving a family member to get ice cream because he was drunk, according to the police report. The family member, Javier Martinez Aguilar, was in the back seat and then said they had just got out to get some ice cream. He screamed from the back seat. (laughs) Screamed, he did. Well, shouted, I would say. Well, I mean, ice cream, you scream, we all scream for uh, ice cream. For ice cream, yeah, that's true. Um, when the officer asked for his ID, he fumbled with his wallet and struggled to get his ID out for several minutes. <laughs> <laughs> several minutes? How drunk do you have to be? I don't know, that's a, that's a fairly standard procedure, isn't it? Yeah. Taking anything out of your wallet. Martinez Aguilar was assisted out of the vehicle and the officer noted he was swaying violently and turned multiple times, making it difficult for the officer officer to place him in handcuffs. (laughs) I can't catch me. (laughs) (laughs) Yoink! Yank. Um, he was placed under arrest and the child was picked up by a family member um, he posted bond uh, last week but, and he's not currently in jail but Sean what has got on here is this a case of drunk uncle gets very uh, uncle gets very drunk at a party and then the child looks like she's a bit sad so he's like we'll go get you ice cream do you want some ice cream let's go get you some ice cream I'm very drunk though you're probably going to have to drive Time to learn how to drive. <laughs> drive to learn stick. There you go. And uh, I don't know. Like it's 
I don't know how... Well, fair enough, he was really, really drunk, so I now I understand how that thought came into his head. Hmm. But, I mean, like, the kid gets a good story out of it. Like, that's going to be unreal in Two Truths and a Lie. It's like, oh, when I was 13, I was pulled over for driving a drunk uncle home. Uh, no, she wasn't driving a home. She was driving to the ice, ice cream. cream. Oh, sorry, I thought they'd gotten ice cream and were on their way back. No, no, they were driving to get ice cream. Oh, I see, <laughs> like, see she's driving along and she's got the ice cream in one hand and she's trying to drive at the same time. But it's like a 99, so it's like dripping. So she's like licking as she drives. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just want to put my hands at 10 and 2. <laughs> but I can't. It's going to drip all over the dashboard. That is, that's terrifying when you think of it. Like, a 13-year-old behind the wheel is ridiculous. Um, yeah, so all, yeah, I think that is just the uncle is trying to be good. And it's just like, come on, I'll buy you some ice cream. Honest to God, I will buy you some ice cream, but it's going to take you doing something for me here. Yeah, we have to, to get there first. <laughs> I can't walk there. I'm very drunk. So you're going to have to drive. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, there's there's poor neglect of child, children. And then there's just this man who, I think he's gone wrong. I Yeah, I, like in more ways than one. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he got that license out of his wallet eventually. <laughs> eventually, after several minutes. Several. Oh, that's library card. No, put that back in. Uh, right. Oh, that's my old credit card. Why do I still have it in there? I'm meant to be doing a clean out of this for ages, officer. You know yourself. You never get around to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I look. If you really want ice cream, you'll find a way. Do you know? <laughs> Life finds a way. Life finds a way. <laughs> um, we're moving on to Florida man now, Sean. And I have Florida man arrested after milk debate turns violent. Or violent, not violent. It turned violent. <laughs> it turned violent from, from Charlie the Chocolate Factory. He, he saw red and then felt blue. Oh, well done. Uh, a man was arrested by deputies after a, a debate about uh, milk turned violent at a Lay Acres home on Sunday. The victim said the suspect, Justin Garcia, were, who's 30, were arguing about which milk is better, almond milk or whole milk. <laughs> this is the argument. <laughs> what? Yes. The argument is, which was better, almond milk or whole milk? See, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. whole milk, delicious and creamy. Yeah, but it's, it's too creamy. Can be too creamy at times. Almond milk, mm. you know, better for the environment. Maybe. Yeah. Depends who you ask. Maybe it's bad. But I don't think trying. almonds are farting. I don't think there's any... There's not many almonds that are farting. No, but I think there's something about the amount of water needed to grow all the almonds. It's really terrible. Life is oh. a nightmare. You can't do anything right. No. Uh, <laughs> like, Put that on my tombstone. But the, the good place taught me that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, this, this argument breaks out. And Justin is on one side or the other. We don't know which side he came down on. But he is clearly on one side of the fence. Uh, I, I, I'd be more interested to know which milk Florida man prefers. Um, oh, whole milk. I know, weirdly, I think it's almond. Really? No, I think he's been introduced to it lately. And now oh. it's the only milk for him. That and CrossFit. He's after getting very big into almond milk and CrossFit. Well, look, lockdown does funny things to us all, you know? <laughs> He's ripped to shreds. 
<laughs> and did did sorry. So the fight broke out. How quickly after the discussion started? Um, so their argument turned physical after several minutes when Garcia got mad at the victim for disagreeing with him. Garcia is then accused of punching the victim in the head, <laughs> according to the arrest report. I won't hear this about my milk. <laughs> no, not my milk. You can slag my family. You can slag my children, but do not fucking slag almond milk in my presence. Right? Just don't. It's, uh, I will. I will kill you. For almond milk. <laughs> he goes straight to punching the man in the head. Yeah, a, a punch to the head is a very quick reaction, I feel. Yeah. Well, like, the it's punch, very sudden. The punch caused bruising and a small cut in the victim's face. The victim, in return, then punched Garcia in the shoulder. And then Garcia, in response to this punch, how dare he punch me in the shoulder? I've done nothing to this man. He pulls out a pocket knife with a three-inch blade from his pocket and pointed it towards the victim. Oh my god, he brought a knife <laughs> to a milk fight. He brought a knife to a milk fight. Um, afraid of what Garcia would do, the victim then tried to run away. <laughs> Which I think is the right step if you're in an argument about milk and someone pulls out a knife. He clearly cares more about milk than you do. Oh yeah, all reason is gone from the argument at that point. Mm. Like, There's no yeah. coming back. You just have to escape and have a nice cold glass of almond milk. You're you're not pulling out a PowerPoint presentation once the knife comes out, is what oh, I'm no, saying. The pro, like the pros and cons of almonds versus dairy. <laughs> They're not important when there's a knife in no, play. It's like, I might die, so you're probably right. I'll give whatever your argument is, is probably more right than mine. Like, no use crying over spilt. Oh no. <laughs> I've angered him again. <laughs> no, imagine the, the argument went down and like, they made up as friends. And then later on, they were like, no point, spill it. <laughs> no point crying over spilt. Oh, fuck. And the knife comes back out. What'd you say? What'd you say to me? Just the Kill Bill sirens go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was afraid of what Garcia would do and he tried to run away as Garcia chased the victim around the front yard. Remember, this is about milk. Garcia caught up with the victim and then tried to swipe the victim with the pocket knife um, which caused a small cut but a minor damage. A witness broke up the fight and kept Garcia and the victim separated until authorities arrived. So, it's just like, friends, friends, please. Can't we just unite under the holy pillar of oat milk? Can we, no, can we all unite and just say goat milk is a bit shite? Can we not? Yeah, actually, no. I don't like goat's milk myself. No, it's, it's not, like, oh, yeah, no, it's not great. They both look at you like, I have a respect for you now. You're the enemy of my enemy. <laughs> the enemy is the inner me. The enemy, oh my God. That's amazing. That's such a good reason to fight. So a Florida man, this is this might be the worst reason he's ever had to put to maybe try and start a fight with somebody else. I mean, it just shows like there's not enough limits, you know. No, Fl- like, Florida he, man has no has no levels of his no, anger. He will, he will throw hands for anything he sees fit. <laughs> um, right, so we're finishing off this week with another Florida man shot. Oh, and I okay. Have Florida man arrested after trying to carjack four different drivers in several minutes. Sheriff says. Oh, this man thought he was in Grand Theft Auto. 
This is lunacy, this story. So, a Florida man was arrested after he tried to carjack four separate drivers on Friday. Christopher Henricks, 32, crashed his truck around 7.45am as he was fleeing from a hit and run already. So he's already fleeing from a hit and run. It's not even 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's... That's early start for crimes. Mm. After crashing, he ran to a Marathon gas station, which is ironic, and tried to <laughs> drive off in a Chevy Colorado that was at one of the pumps. A woman pumping grass sprayed Hendrix with gasoline when she realised he was <laughs> trying to steal her truck. What a hero. So, Hendrick immediately jumps out of the car and runs to another vehicle. A burgundy a town... <laughs> Um, a burgundy town and country minivan the driver who has a permit to carry a concealed firearm was standing out front the man drew his handgun and aimed it at at the florida man and the the man that he did got out of his minivan immediately and and presumably florida man complied florida man immediately got out of his vehicle Okay, so he's 0 for 2 on the carjackings, but surely the third one is where it all in comes sp- together. In the space of 10 seconds, he gets covered in petrol and then keeps running and suddenly gets there's a gun pointed at him. He's like, what the fuck? Some, most of the time people just let me steal their cars. What the so fuck? This is not my day. No. Um, investigators said Hendrix then ran from the gas station. No more. The gas station was a no-go. And he jumped over the side of an overpass onto I-4, causing the driver of a box truck to slam on the brakes, causing a tractor trailer to rear-end it. The driver driver of a green Chevy Chevy truck pulled over to help this poor man. Hendrix tried to get in the back seat. However, the doors were locked. Hendrix ran across (laughs) I-4. So, he's all from three now. Um, Hendrix ran across the I-4 and got into the passenger seat of a Chevy Equinox that was pulled over on the shoulder trying to help. The driver took her keys out of the ignition and jumped from her car. (laughs) (laughs) So, she stranded him there. (laughs) So, he's just sitting in a car that can't move. That's so good. Presumably... Because he's at, at some point there, he stopped trying to take the cars from people and was hoping that he could just get in and tell them to drive. Yes, and and that didn't work either. Oh, that's so fair play for taking the keys. That's genius. It's by like, this no, time, go fuck yourself. By this time, deputies were on the scene and took Hendrix into custody. When Hendrix was put into the back of a patrol car, he tried to kick out the window and escape, but he failed. <laughs> I'm going to count that as 0 for 5 then. 0 for 5. Hendrix was arrested and charged with carjacking, grand theft auto, two counts of occupied burglary, fel- felony criminal mischief and escape. Hendrix has previously been com- convicted of six felonies and four demeanors before and once spent 10 years in prison. Um, so, Sheriff Grady Judd, who is giving details about an arrest of the vi- the felon, um, after he attempted to carjack several different victims and caused at least two crashes in the interstate, detectives are still trying to identify another carjacking vi- victim. He had so many victims, they haven't identified all of the victims. That's amazing. Now, I, I, I also... I don't think he should be charged with carjacking. I think he should get five counts of attempted carjacking. <laughs> five tips. Yes. Because he didn't actually succeed in our, any carjacking attempts. No, and I want him to have to tell the other prisoners when they say, what are you in for? Oh, five counts of attempted carjacking. Oh, yeah. over the course of a week? No, no. No, no it, was about, it was about, I would say, nine minutes. Nine minutes, About nine roughly. minutes, yeah. About nine yeah. minutes. 
I'm kind of badass, guys. <laughs> so first of all, he gets hit into a hit and run. It's all, about half seven in the morning. He decides the truck is rude. He needs to flee the hit and run. Because the hit and run, by the way, is on the I-4. So he runs from the I-4 to the, pe- to the gas station. Gets covered in gas. So he must stink. Then he tries to steal a minivan, which the owner inexplicably has the gun on him at 8 o'clock in the morning. He was Fuck ready. off. <laughs> and now that man is entirely justified in his own mind for the rest of his life to have that <laughs> gun. Like, of all the cars to pick, you pick the wrong one. You really <laughs> To be honest with you. Um, and then he's like, fuck, nothing here. Jumps back onto the I-4, over a fence, runs down onto the road, causes two crashes... Tries to get into two other cars into the passenger seat, both of which reject him. One of them, a woman, looks at him getting into the passenger seat, just very, I can only assume calmly, takes the car keys and jumps out the door. (laughs) Yeah, just presumably to wait it out until she can get back in her car. (laughs) Like, there's no way he's leaving without me if he's in there with no keys. Yeah, he's going nowhere, like. (laughs) Um, And so he then does, he jumps into two separate cars. After the third one, do you not think he'd think, this isn't working? But what what else can he do? Mm. You know? Like, he's on a motorway. (laughs) The only resource around him is car. This is Grand Theft Auto. Like, he's just, he's tried to pick up three cars and he's died every single time and he's going for the fourth one. Yeah, and he's on like he was on a three star wanted level, and now it's four, and the helicopters are coming. And he's just panicking. He's just like the longer this goes, the more he's like, I'm on this fucking middle. I'm in the middle of the highway. There's clearly I look suspicious. They're gonna be after me. But they're like they're gonna know it's me. <laughs> it's probably the one guy not in a car on the fucking highway. It's probably your suspect, all right. <laughs> Do you think Florida Man has gone too far here, or did Flor- is this the case of Florida Man ambitious but rubbish? Ambitious but rubbish is the way to describe this, and I also mm. hope that all of these are on camera and Benny Hill is played over it. I think I, why this story gets told here is because nobody was hurt. The only person hurt was this man who's covered in gas. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a nice snap judgment as well. Just like like you were shooing a cat with a hose. See, you didn't you didn't see the next step, but she had a match in her hand as well. She was willing to kill. Oh yeah, she like she would kill everyone in that gas station. <laughs> she, she was covering up, and then in her other hand, she had her lighter just coming out, just like this is gonna be good. <laughs> just like she lights it and lets it drop in slow motion. And, and then the guy with the gun is just shooting the flame ball. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that is it for this week's weird news, Sean. What a week. This was, this was a fun week of weird news. I'm really glad I had those two flapjacks to get ready oh, for. Oh man, it. it really powered you up. Really? Look, honestly, I can recommend two flapjacks in a day. What, what about three? Mm, might, be, might be going too far. A little heavy, too you know. It's a, too much fibre. Too much fibre. It's a lot of chocolate and Nutella, you know. Mm. <laughs> Why you put Nutella on them? I don't actually. I just thought it'd be funny for a bit. I put honey all over them. Just fresh manuka honey. <laughs> um, do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you all for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you, as always, goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash heroesforhirepodcast. Or there's a link to that in the description if you are interested. 
and would like to support us over there we really do appreciate it a whole whole lot um but the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist just the one please just the one, please. We can't handle any more flapjacks. And, stop giving him flapjacks. Please, no, never stop, please. You know who you are. And um, So, yeah, uh, we're on all the social medias. They're all linked below. Or you can email us. Here's for hire underscore at outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.